Hello there. Come in. Come in. Oh, oh, one moment. Just wait. Sorry about that. I watched a film last night about home invasion, and to be honest, it got me a bit worried. Had terrible nightmares about strange creatures sneaking around the library. Bit silly, but it scared me. The thought of them stealing our dramas, books, stories, actual plays, or a few other things. It'd be horrible. So I got up in the middle of the night to start planning a bit of security. Unfortunately, having been a bit sleep deprived, I don't actually remember what I set up. The electrified door handle was definitely the last one in this office though, so you should be safe. Come sit down. Huh. I don't even know where I got a bear trap. Lucky that missed. Here, take the weight off the feet that you still thankfully have. Don't worry, I've had to remove the old chair again, so that's a bog standard office one. That apparently I sawed through the legs of. You know what, maybe you should just stand there. That bit of floor seems safe. Cup of tea to calm the nerves? Ah, I might have put salt in the sugar pot as a final line of defence. I must say at this point this all seems a bit complicated. Perhaps when I'm half asleep I don't like the simple solution. I mean this button on my desk, next to the one that stops the tape player, pretty sure that releases a couple of paint cans that swing down to clobber anyone daft enough to try and get on this side of the desk. I wish I could have had something that was simple and safe. Unfortunately I don't think that exists. Though it would definitely have been easier to just use that gun hanging over the fireplace. Oh, don't panic, he's not punched anywhere near you. Anyway, perhaps best get you in and out as quickly as possible. Maybe take this show about someone trapped on a desert island with a phone? Or this show about the troubles of a new food delivery app? Or this one about Star Wars fans in love? You want to get out even quicker than that, do you? Fair enough. In that case, best to just stick to trailers. I think I've got four handy, and the tape player is far too important for me to booby trap. First, it's where the stars fell. Dr. Edison Tucker is having a very weird life. Not being able to die tends to colour things that way. Luckily, the strange and unusual is something of a specialty, and Eds sets her sights and wonder can grant money on the strangest town in America, Jerusalem, Oregon. She'll certainly get her EMF meters worth. Between an eccentric housemate, quirky town folk, and the mysteries lurking just beyond the tree line, Ed's going to find the answers she's been searching for. She just might not be ready for what finds her. This is routine update log number six for Dr. Edison Tucker concerning my research into the town of Jerusalem, Oregon, and the existence of the supernatural, paranormal, mythological, and etc, etc, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, since arriving, I've definitely encountered some stuff that could be classified under weird ass. The other day, I found what looked like claw marks in the vegetable patch wiring, and nobody in town will talk to me about the picnic area near Lincoln's farm. Although, that could be because everybody thinks I'm one of those monster-hunting idiots. Which I'm not, okay? I am an experienced professional who takes my work extremely seriously, and I am going to prove this if it's the last thing I ever- oh, Dr. Tucker, what have I told you about keeping samples in the fridge? <sighs> Although to be honest, I think the- biggest mystery on my hands is how I'm going to survive living with Lucille Kensington, stuck-up extraordinaire. So, if you guys don't hear from me again, it wasn't something in the woods that got me. Probably. Then, in transit, aboard the spaceship Eurus, things are optimal. Oxygen supplies are at 80%, crops are thriving, and the 12-year journey through the Messier 42 Nebula is going smoothly. Everything is set for a successful pilgrimage to continue the survival of the human race. Only, when a series of murders occur on board, mirroring distressing radio signals from Oris's sister ship Notus, Officer Electon McAlpine 
finds herself lost in the middle of a conspiracy. With the begrudging help of low-level communications coordinator Cairo, they begin to find that the ship's journey is the least of their concerns. Welcome back to Eurus. It appears as though you've been asleep for quite some time. Please, allow me to fill you in on what you've missed. You needn't worry. Things remain just as secure as you last remember them. Mayday. Mayday. This is the Notus spacecraft, paging urgent attention. However, as a sentinel, you have been woken for a reason. Please, it is imperative you keep this a secret until further notice. He's talking shit. Why would Langley want to wake up a sentinel? A message from another ship exactly matching events that are happening on Ars Cairo. Come on, we have to do something! As of yet, nobody on this ship knows anything out of the ordinary has been going on. You're, you're joking, right? That sort of thing hasn't happened since, well, ever. I know what I'm doing. Don't need you questioning my authority. The longer we wait, the more likely it is that the killer strikes again. Thank you for your service to yours. And travel well, Miss McAlpine. The fate of our ship is in your hands. Then Lisa Upside Down, which is a semi-autobiographical comedy about Lisa's failing marriage, her ageing, oversexed, over-involved parents, and her teenage son who finds it very annoying. We follow Lisa as she uses her friends, the kindness of strangers, and a little weed to find her way in her brand new reality. Help! Help! That's Lisa, our Help! protagonist, dangling upside down off a metaphorical cliff. Feels pretty real to me. Who fell in love and married her high school sweetheart. We met at a teen disco in LA. I was wearing green spandex pants and a Hawaiian top. I like your pants. What? I like your pants! Thanks! They had a loving son. I'm not holding your hand. Max, I think you are really angry with me, and you have been ever since your dad left. I am still not going to hold your hand. And even though Lisa is a grown-ass woman, she has two overloving. Helicopter parents. I have a very seductive personality. Men have always been attracted to me. That's true. I can't believe this. Every boy in Lancaster County wanted to do me. That's true, too. I was the lucky one. And a favorite aunt is on the brink of death. Brought you chicken soup from the deli. Mm, one with the big balls. Chicken matzo, that's what you like, right? Only balls I get to see these days are floating in a bowl of soup. Uh, uh Mr. Announcer? Yes? Can you please pull me right side up? No. I'm going to push you off the cliff so you can learn to fish. Did you just mix up your metaphors? Did you mean learn to fly? Yes. That's it. Fly. Ah! Lisa Upside Down. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And finally, With Love, Victoria is a musical podcast that brings to life the Diaries of Queen Victoria and explores what was erased by her daughter, Princess Beatrice. Of 141 volumes the Queen wrote in her lifetime, Princess Beatrice left only 111 after she had edited her late mother's diaries. This serialised podcast dramatises what once was and what may have been erased from history. What you are suggesting is historical butchery. What she is demanding is familial protection. And rewriting history is protecting who, exactly? 
It is odd. I've had a voice all my life, but never has anyone asked to hear it. The world is asking now, Your Majesty. How terrible can a diary centered on the dull political parties and excursions to the country truly be? Your Majesty. Lord Chamberlain. Your Majesty. Your Archbishop. The people shall wake to a land ruled by young and noble hands. New world out before us. Then at least I should like to state for the record of history that you do not have my blessing in this act of revising Queen Victoria's diaries. That is all well and good, Bertie. For I have hers. Dear diary, it seems to be that I am now the queen. It's frankly quite bemusing and it's frankly like a dream. Oh, how I prayed for years on end to break free of my past. Dear diary, just look at me, now crowned and free at last. They have loved their monarch for so long. What a shame it would be for them to discover that, after all this time, like all of us, she was but a flawed individual. It shall please me to be crowned Queen Victoria. Huh. Hmm. And that's that. Be careful in your way out, but if you've got better ideas for defence, feel free to tell us on our Twitter. It's at Audio Drama Debut. Anyway, cheerio. Oh!